Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by RPAL Gary at Partscaster Concierge. Gary offers custom designed Partscaster style builds and bodies catering to upscale DIY builders. Concierge services are included with every project to ensure every build is perfectly tailored. Gary can assist with design concepts, electronic configurations, hardware selections, and everything in between. Now, every DIY builder is working at a different knowledge or skill level, so Gary offers these services on an as-needed basis, so he can be as involved in your build as you need him to be with help sourcing parts or even advice during your finishing or assembly phases. Gary offers flat top, contoured or edge routed bodies for bolt on necks, as well as custom pick guards, necks, pre setups and other parts and services through builders and guitar techs within Gary's ever growing network. So if you're on the hunt for a sick custom parts caster project, check out at Partscaster Concierge on social media or partscasterconcierge.com. Leaping frogs and rolling logs. It's another episode of The Culture Guitarist. My name is Altitude Z Al. <coughs> With me, as ever, is Cloudy Cloudy Casper. Mm-hmm. And uh, rejoining us all the way returned from uh, episode, what was it, 13? Episode 13. Episode 13 is uh, Leaping Layla CD from Tuna Tone Instruments. <laughs> Did I did Yay, I do it right? You did it right. You oh. sure did. So paranoid about it now. That's oh, good, gosh. man. Means you care. So, listeners, if you haven't, go way back to episode thirteen. Please listen to it and enjoy the moment where seconds before we hit record, I asked Layla how to pronounce her last name properly, and then promptly did not do that. <laughs> Which Casper has never let me forget. No. If you're a longtime listener of the show, that's come up a lot. So yeah. <laughs> Really excited to have you back, Layla. I'm stoked I said your name right. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Oh, man. So, Casper. Yes, sir. Um, as usual, we got to go, what's been going on this week? You got some stuff going on this week. Yeah, it's coming up. I got some stuff going on. I got some stuff that I did. Um, yeah. I... Uh, should we, should we start with Layla, maybe? Yeah, Just, let's uh, let's do that. Okay. I got a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, Layla, what do you what do you have going on? What have you had going on? I guess I should say, in your, you know, past week or two in the music and or guitar related life. Yeah, I actually have had a couple of things going on. So, um, I spent part of my week at the shop. Uh, this week, just sort of like finishing up some necks on the the batch of guitars I'm building right now, um, just sort of doing some final sanding. And but um, another thing that's been happening is I've I kind of mentioned it earlier before we pressed record, but um, I've been working on sort of setting up like a a little at home kind of workshop, not to replace my main shop, but just to do just to do little things here and there that um, don't require like a whole trip outside of the house, you know, <laughs> just like for assembly and setups and yeah. um, things like that. So I spent some time this week um, putting my little satellite workspace together and I started working on my first project, uh, which is not guitar related, 
I found an old dual 1214 turntable in the garbage and uh, decided to take it apart and refurbish it. So um, I've just been working on that. That sounds rad as heck. That sounds like a bunch of fun. That sounds like right up my alley, was, a bunch of fun. Yeah, it's been really nice. Awesome. Well, I I don't really have a lot going on this week, uh, guitar and or music related in, in my world. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything that can that's really exciting, but uh, I don't think much has changed for me. I've been playing the parts build series guitar all mm. lot. really enjoying that thing. yeah i was keeping up on some of your instagram posts about that and man that thing is so cool it's just <laughs> so cool that is by far the coolest guitar i've personally ever built yeah uh, yeah you know not to slag on any of my past customs that i sold people just really really proud of this one i guess yeah as um as all aspiring luthiers uh, i hope i get better with every build so um and you've been doing some legwork on our next build series too right yeah, early, early on. Yeah, uh, it's we've had a bit of a setback on that, which I can't really talk about That's on okay. air. But um, yeah, I, I can, I can. Well, I can say that um, if we're able to pull it off this year, like we're hoping, I can say I've secured our pickup maker. There you go. There you go. So yeah, and so that's locked down. I mean, you can. I could say if anybody is interested, I'm just spitballing here. If anybody out there is listening, any of our builder friends are listening, and they are keen and uh to to be a part of our next build series uh, it will be a giveaway um so if you want to be a part of that reach out dm us out the at the culture guitarist on instagram and just you know touch base and let's talk um our actual address on instagram is just at culture guitar what did i say at the culture there's no the no the right at culture guitarist on instagram uh, you can tell I don't do the Instagram stuff. <laughs> um, and, you know, let us know if you're into doing any part of it with us. And yeah. uh, we'll... I do, have a, I do have a couple of... Uh, I'm talking to a couple of people, hopefully this week, about, sure. about it. So hopefully I'll have that solved. I don't know. Uh, once again, I, I, as I was just saying to the... Which I'm not announcing the pickup maker right now. Um, but as, a, as, as they and I were talking... Um, it, it came up as like last year it came down to summer when this build series was supposed to happen and boom, forest fires and the whole thing got delayed. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's coming down summer starting when we wanted to get started on this again and <laughs> the neck and body suppliers are gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, ah! so, so it, yeah. Oh, well, we'll, um, we'll get there. Other than that, um, not much is going on. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna hopefully, Fingers crossed that SG exclusive we were talking about on last week's episode. I might be going to take a look at that in a couple of days. We'll see if that, that happens or not. Is that to is that to like pick it or to flip it? I'm hoping to keep it. Yeah. Uh, if 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 I can do it, what I'll probably end up doing is uh, striking some kind of bargain with my wife, <laughs> um, <laughs> where. In order to buy the thing, because it's a big purchase, and mm. you know, you always talk about big purchases with the partner, right? Trust me. And I was like, mm, if I wasn't going to spend, like, <laughs> you're you're getting a fancy guitar. Well, I know. <laughs> if I wasn't going to go pick that up this week and have to pay for it right now, I would be very, very uh, tempted. So, if I do it, what I'll probably do is is refill the coffers, as it were, by offloading uh, probably my my Harmony Rocket mm -hmm. for sure, which at the moment I have priced a little. I do have it up for sale, but it's priced kind of high because I'm not super motivated to sell it. 
But if I if I buy this SG, then yeah, I'll have to make some room. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's cool. But, and I hope I I hope in in some way it's feasible and it works for you. Thanks, Cause that's, man. Because it's a cool guitar. Seventies SG is definitely. I mean, you know better than most people. Like seventies SG has been on my fantasy list since I started playing guitar. So it'd be nice to kind of like check that off and mm-hmm. and uh, and at a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, when I when I drove to get Eric Merrow his 70s SG from, from Vancouver last year, the whole time I was just like, I, I'm driving 10 hours to help my friend get a dream guitar for the, him that I dream about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, just, it was like pride and jealousy at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Casper. Yeah. What's been going on, buddy? Well, um, where do I start? I sent, quickly, you start quickly. Yeah, I sent some pedals out um, to our friends at Dr. Scientist Sound. Um, Did with, you mail them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't drive them down because uh, it just wasn't going to work out uh, with everything that's going on because we're leaving in a day and I had so much to get ready. Um, so I mailed them down to Ryan and uh, he was super kind to play them. Uh, he, he said, yeah, man, these are great. I love them. Thanks for the treat. Right? I'm like, hey, man, I'd love to know what you don't like about it, right? Like, as a first attempt at an at a actual pedal that, you know, somebody could use and put on their board and everything. So he, I asked him to kind of deep dive and, and really dig into what, you know, what sh- the shortcomings it had. And oddly enough, each of them had, they were quite, not quite different, but they were different enough that you could tell that the one was quite a bit hotter, a little bit more, a little bit boomier. Anyway, so he really went through and, like, dug into why... Um, or what he thought of them. And that was super helpful. Um, a lot, all of it was like praising, which was really great. Um, he said some really nice stuff about him and I was really, really like, not, I don't want to say I was like kind of choked up, but it was like, it felt really good to have somebody that I respect so highly and is obviously a champion in the, in the field to really say some nice things, a, a real ton of nice stuff about it. And I was like, man. And yeah, so that, that happened. I was really, I felt really good. And then, um, golf club. Yeah. Thank you. And a big thanks to Ryan and Neil, Dr. Science, because you're rad. Um, yeah, it was that. that you just, you're not going to come on. What? The next exciting bit of news, man. Yeah, yeah I'm getting, on. I'm getting to it. Um, <laughs> the, um, I finished shielding my telly. That's and not exciting. Shush, 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 shush. Nothing changed. Um, I thought there was a grounding problem. Al thought there was a grounding problem. We dug through it. I replaced all the grounds and I fixed everything. Nothing, no, didn't fix anything. Um, what else? You, uh, well, first off, I don't know, just in case anybody hasn't listened to the preceding episodes. Yeah. Uh, Casper installed a crinkle bind circuit from Rare oh, Buzz yeah. into his telly. That's what's uh, causing all the. I don't noises. think that's what's causing it. I think it's just there's an issue that is. Well, it's either it's either. I mean, the the uh, the addition some somewhere in the addition process, uh, something has gone awry. Yes, and noise is happening. Yes, there's a noise. There's a a really horrific white noise when the circuit is turned off. It's a lovely, so like lovely it's in bypass mode. It's like sixty cycle hum times a thousand, not a thousand times ten. It's pretty loud. It's loud. Yeah. Um, the, the pickups are super articulate and super like, uh, 
they're they're just great. Like they they sound great, but this this noise is driving me batty. So trying to get through it, trying to like pinpoint the problem. I'm gonna have to call John. Yeah. Um, so John, when you hear this episode, if I haven't phoned yet, it's because I'm in Europe, and I'll be back. I'll call you when I get back. Um, Speaking of Europe, oh, um, so I'm going to Europe going tomorrow. To Europe. Going to Europe tomorrow. Um, Steph and I are leaving to go visit her family in Germany, which is going to be really cool. Uh, we're going to go visit some friends in Prague and, um, yeah. I'll cut you. I know. <laughs> no, I'm going to drive to Denmark and say, Dan, see Dan presents are at a shop and pick up my more guitar, which is super, super, super exciting. And now I want to call him out a little bit on air. Dan? <laughs> call him out all you want. He's not going to care. No, no. You are a sadist. He's a sadist. And, and I want to say this in the most loving way, but I have not seen a single progress picture, not a single picture of this guitar since I commissioned it two years ago. And he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> Is now a bad time to tell you that I've seen some progress pictures? What? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you, I, <laughs> I, will, I will kill you where you stand. <laughs> that's, that's That wasn't very nice. So... I'm really, really, really pumped. Um, what else? My pick guard and everything's done. I think I said that last week. I'm waiting till like till I get back home to for pick that guitars. up for injured guitars for my SG. <laughs> I am. You are. I got so much stuff going tell on. Man. Stories like I'm, you are. You are a days of your lives episode, <laughs> man. You rely on people having seen the preceding. Well, shouldn't, episodes. shouldn't that be the goal here? Like, well, yeah, but we want everybody know, to listen to every episode. Let's make it friendly for new listeners too. Oh, fine. Anyways, I'm having. A, I got a lot on my plate and a lot going on, and um, yeah. Plus, Steph and I just bought a new car today, which is really cool. There you go. So, Look at that. Yeah, fancy stuff. Layla, by the way, you were so gracious. Um, <laughs> you're not. You're not interrupting us you're being so kind to us you, well i just i just feel like i'm listening to my own private podcast which is like just fine <laughs> well i mean there's no talking stick to hand around so feel free to interrupt anytime yeah. you have a thought we, we encourage it <laughs> yeah but, anyways although who was it we had on was it uh last week we had eric Merrill. Eric Merrill on, yep. and he was just listening. Yep, just listen along. We were, yeah. and and then he he like stopped us. He's like, "Oh my god, you guys, I'm so sorry. I've been just sitting here listening like I normally do, and not realizing he was actually like a guest on the show, and we were we were talking about stuff that he could totally chime in and contribute to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny, but yeah. Where where in Germany are you going to be? Um, so we are outside of Dresden in a, a town called Chemnitz is where Steph's from. And okay, uh, cool. Yeah. So it's a, we're going to, we were going to drive to Prague to meet our friends from Alberta that are out living Oprah rich right now. And uh, <laughs> she's going to be upset. You said that. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and we were, so we were going to drive, but then it's like, you know, there's a toll on the highway, the price of gas, that everything that's going on over there. It's like, we're just going to ride the train. And, yeah. and then, you know, when we're coming home, we can have a drink and, and you know, not have to worry about driving. It's just going to be a nice ride. So we're going to go take the train. It's twice as twice as long as the drive, but it'll be really, really nice to just ride the train with Steph and, and spend some time together. And then the next day we're driving to Denmark. So 
Okay, cool. Yeah, it's really, really awesome. That's I think really gonna, exciting. I think we're going to stay uh, with at Dan's place for a couple nights. And we will record a episode of the podcast from uh, More Guitars Shop. So right in the workshop, cool. we're going to record. That'll be, that'll be fine. I'll be the guest on that one. You will be the guest on that one. It's going to be odd. So it'll be fu- it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then I'm going to, but then I get to play through Dan's uncle amplifier. I get to, yeah. and I'm going to have a, a, quite the whirlwind trip to Germany. I tell you, I'm really mm-hmm. excited. I guess, I guess I got that going on this week. I'm taking the uh, uncle preamp from, uh, Mike at uncle amplification from the studio home to my place. I'm going to mm-hmm. run it through the, uh, Uncle Class D pedal board amplifier. Yep. I, I haven't even plugged that thing in. I'm really excited to hear what it's like. Yeah. Should be should be cool. Actually get to hear the uh, Bass Breaker 112 cabinet I, I picked up that mm-hmm. I haven't actually heard yet. Yeah. So, anyway, let's let's fire into it. Let's, you know, yeah. talk to the guest instead of talking about our toys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you, I, I'm just going to break right into this because you teased us with this idea last time you were on our show. Yeah, two and years now, ago. And now you have a new toy that is really, really awesome and kind of blew any of my expectations completely <laughs> out of out of the water. Like I would never would have expected it. it. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's an innovation. Anyways, let's get into it. What is it that um, we're talking about here, Layla? What have you just released? Well, you've yeah, guessing game. Um, the uh, I, I think what you're referring to is the is the palm vibrato that I yeah. that I just released for my standard six string. It's um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've talked so much about it recently, but. Um, I'm pumped about it, to be honest with you, as a collaboration with um, my friend Max Heidemann in Germany, and uh, he's just outside of Berlin. Um, and I, I basically we we've never met in person. We're friends online, essentially, but like, but like real friends, like true friends. Um, I'm jealous that you're visiting Germany in the sense that I I'd love to visit. <laughs> I'll be I'll be passing right love by to... Berlin on my way to Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not helping. No. Anyway, but um, Real friendships happen but long we... distance with people you never meet. Yep. Real yes, no? but never say never. I'm definitely going to meet Max in person. We have all kinds of plans, and, all and, kinds um, of road trips, and different things. Max, uh, just for anybody listening uh that's his instagram is at noisy shack yes um, so definitely check him out um and check out what he's working yeah on, he's so. yeah he's a luthier and he's a he's an engineer and um also just has such a curiosity and fascination with all things mechanical you can kind of see it in um in his designs i think they're just so there's they're so sort of simple yet exploratory and uh kind of industrial in a way but tasteful anyway i just i just love his instruments and um so we started talking online at some point and he kind of offered um he sort of offered some some engineering help for you know because i had this idea that i wanted to sort of make a vibrato at some point um i was we ended up working together for almost or just over two years, you know, sort of part-time. Um, 
and I'm truly humbled by <laughs> how difficult it is to make a vibrato system. It's just a lot of science, a lot of math. Um, and thankfully I didn't have to do any of it. Um, <laughs> Max truly engineered the whole unit. Um, but, um, I'd, I'd been chatting with a friend of mine, Aaron Parker. I work on uh, the sort of two-dimensional design work of my guitars with Aaron. And um, we were talking about a vibrato and he's such a wonderful player. Like he's just a really, really, he's just a really wonderful guitar player and as well as designer. And it was sort of like in conversation as we were talking about, you know, wouldn't it be cool to develop a vibrato system and, you know, what kind of system could it be and how could, you know, what are the different ways that vibratos work? Um, for example, thinking about B benders and, you know, all kinds of things. And, um, one thing I had sort of struggled to understand was, you know, the, when you're playing, like I, as a non-guitar player, I'm just sort of observing. So, um, thinking about guitar players and how, you know, there's a natural kind of playing position, but if you're using a vibrato bar, you're sort of changing your hand position in order to, in order to actuate the vibrato. And Aaron sort of said like, that's the reason that he really doesn't play vibratos very often um, and chooses to sort of bend notes by doing like neck bends and things like that. So we started having a conversation about ergonomics, which is like a personal, you know, like really a, an interest of mine personally. And we sort of came up with this question, like what if we could actuate a vibrato without changing the natural hand position of a player. And I took that idea from that conversation with Aaron to Max and he just said, Oh, I'm so curious about it. Like, let's try. And we tried and we, <laughs> and what you're referring to now is like the, the product of, uh, you know, of various kind of attempts and prototypes, um, to achieve this, like, you know, achieve a one answer, one solution to this question. Well, it's, it's interesting. I, there's a, like, it's not the first, uh, I've, uh, trim system I've seen where it's a, a kind of a U shaped bar, um, going over yep. the strings like that. It's, it's the second one I can think of, but, uh, where I will say you've absolutely knocked it out of the park is it's elegant <laughs> and, uh, attractive. Uh, really fits the vibe Thank of your instruments. Uh, the other one I'm I've, I'm talking about that I don't, I don't know if a lot of people recall, but uh, Ibanez had a system uh, for their double locking floating mm. bridges, and uh, it came on. Uh, I I don't know how many guitars they put it on, but the one I can think of that they put it on for sure was the seven string Corn Signature Edition guitars they had for a while. Um, and uh, downside of that is, of course, you have to be playing a double locking system which <laughs> drives me batty um and it just looked like a really weird floyd rose type of thing it wasn't i i to my eyes wasn't attractive or in anything approaching the term elegant at all um or is, I, I think one of the reasons that oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say what i think you've done here is is really really <laughs> neat because it just your your aesthetic vibe has always had that um combination of uh boutique meets 60s japan funkiness 
Yeah. Um, and uh, this bridge kind of really fits in that well. Um, yeah. One thing that was really kind of a struggle and the, you know, I, I've kind of developed this like six string model, you know, not necessarily based on, um, the dimensions of, you know, a, a factory model that kind of exists, like in terms of, you know, in terms of, I mean, scale length is pretty standard. It's, um, 24.75 inches, but, um, but in terms of neck angle and all kinds of stuff, I, it's not, there, there isn't like really a, it's not really based on like a a sort of factory standard, but the other part of it is that I make my own bridges and I was curious as I was sort of learning about vibratos, I realized that there's just very specific bridges as you're talking about with, you know, this Ibanez, um, there's just very specific bridges like roller bridges or rocking bridges that, uh, that sort of factory, trem systems use. And I was kind of scared. Like if I, if I use a factory system, will I have to also use a factory bridge, which would totally change the aesthetic of my instruments. And so I, so that was one kind of consideration we had to take in was like, what can we do to actually make this bridge work? Like, is it, is it actually like, is it actually possible? And I think the the palm actuation and then also like sort of being able to keep my current bridge were the two things that pointed us in the direction of like, well, let's just design our own. Yeah. Well, which makes sense. Cause it, it'd be a shame to lose that, that brass system that you've done. Cause that's a, I mean, it's so you, it's yeah. so, so tuna tone. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it would be sad, uh, you know, not sad. It would just be different, I guess. It would be the better way to put it. But, it, you know, for for my opinion, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> this show is uh, 50-50 my opinion and someone else's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for my opinion, uh, I I would be sad not to not to have a big brass tuna tone bridge. I share That's, this opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. I, I share it as well. I, I, I was, I, I mean, I wasn't just be sad. I was, I was kind of unwilling. So. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I love that you you did this. Like the challenge of designing a, a tailpiece that, uh, that offers trem action is, is really cool. And a uh, very few builders do that. I mean, most of the custom builders in the world do not do that. No, and I think as because yeah. as as you've 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 illustrated, there was two years of R and D, two and a half years of R and D went yeah. into your trem system. I remember you and I getting super psyched about. Oh man, I remember being like, "Well, when you release this, we're going to have to have you back on." <laughs> and it just so happens that you you had some time for us, but like this is goes to show that without even any real modification to what you've already been doing. Um, with your tailpiece, you can now put this palm trem system right into into use. And well, there's some routing, isn't there? Like the spring is inside the. Bottom. Yeah. No, but I mean, like to the geometry of the oh, system that sorry. you've already been using. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, a little bit of routing to, but you don't have to like rework your entire system just to be able to use yeah. the auto, which is great. And I I love that you're staying true to. Tuna tone the way that you you know that you were initially released your system and and adding something that to, to my to my opinion 
is very tuna tone. So you, yeah, this thank is a you really, so much. It, it really fits in perfectly with everything you're doing already. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And yes, like throughout the process and just seeing, I mean, you know, I can't sort of stress enough that, um, it was a collaborative process, but when it comes to the, you know, when it comes to the, the math, the engineering, the prototyping of the actual vibrato system, that was all max. And, you know, he'd sort of the, the first prototype that, um, he sent me in the mail, he had been working in his shop on other prototypes, but, um, the first prototype he made that was, you know, like kind of like, let's put this in a guitar and see what it looks like. You know, he made in his shop by hand out of aluminum, popped it in the mail and I received it a few weeks later, you know, and then made a prototype body out of a two by four, um, in my shop and, you know, bolted a neck onto it. Like one of a a neck I borrowed from another guitar I built and, um, and tried it like there's, but in the end, you know, I don't remember what, what number that prototype was, but, um, in the end, you know, the drawings that I have are version seven point something like there is numerous prototypes and mm-hmm. I it's it was really really humbling like I I understand why most builders um don't build their own vibrato systems <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, it's it's a it's they're a really hard monumental thing I mean I do think like you could have put a Bigsby system on your guitar and it would have worked Bigsby's are very flexible with a lot of different types of guitar geometry I'm sure it could have happened but um the aesthetic would have been kind of odd i think it would have actually compromised the the aesthetic and and in a way that this definitely does not yeah yeah i would agree and i'm also you know i'm just i'm such a weight weenie you know like i i want to build really light lightweight instruments (laughs) and a bigsby would be (laughs) i i love bigsby's but they are they add quite a quite a bit of weight unfortunately and Mm -hmm. these days my yeah sure uh, my spine is basically a loose stack of pebbles, so. Yeah, we're all aging. <laughs> Lightweight is good, man. <laughs> I, I chuckle, but I'm sitting here with, like, a huge, like, back and uh, anesthetic yeah. <laughs> patch on my back right now. <laughs> Fringe benefit of, of this trem design is you can customize the wood handle. I love that. <laughs> You sure can. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've only like, there's only one in the world so far, but I'm building another three right now. And I actually, um, one of the ones that I am building right now, I was talking to my friend Lenny who, um, builds under daddy mojo in Montreal and, um, Oh, I love his instruments. He's just a world-class guy. I just, Yes, I I have nothing but wonderful things to say about Lenny. And um, I was talking to him about the system, you know, before I kind of released it, I shared it with him. And he said, like, Layla, what if you made the palm piece out of brass? And I so this this round, I'm this round of guitars, I'm making three uh, three are going to be outfitted with the, the, the pump vibrato. And, um, I asked one of the people if they'd be into trying a brass handpiece. So I, I made a, a brass handpiece, which of course it's is going to be flies a in the face tiny the bit heavier, thing, but <laughs> it, it's, it's going to be a little bit heavier, but it's also, yeah, I think it's so nice. <laughs> so, um, Perhaps worth it. 
Is is there any plan to even like maybe offer a body color finish to that piece? If you're doing it out of wood? Oh, yeah. I mean there yeah. That could be that could be I don't see why it wouldn't be possible. I haven't really considered it so far. Like I I kind of like the idea of bringing the neck wood like into the mm-hmm. yeah. like into the like body, that. but this is where it gets nuts. <laughs> yeah. Can I get my name engraved in the mother of pearl and diamond on the... Uh, Listen, <laughs> it's it's aluminum, and I took away all the other fret markers on that guitar so that it wasn't such so much work. Okay. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, my acoustic. Oh. My, my Cromberg acoustic, my signature is inlaid oh, in, the, in aluminum I, in the 12th fret. Just reminded me of that episode where I'm going off, I'm beaking off about like... <laughs> Oh, those weird guys that put their name in giant letters down the fretboard, and you're just staring at me like, dude. <laughs> yeah, but it's not in giant letters. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's my like my initials in the twelfth fret. It is tasteful, and you wouldn't even have. <laughs> you even said in that episode after that hellish rant <laughs> that that you actually liked that. Yeah, it's you. You did it. You did it nice. I, and this is like, I don't hate on people who do this. It's mm. just one of those things. Just like. And the last thing I want on my fretboard is my name <laughs> streaking down it. I've made some guitars with some pretty like flashy fretboards um, in the past couple of years here, but I I just couldn't do my my name in giant block letters. I don't know. That's the uh, the galaxy though. <laughs> yeah, I'll fair put the Milky game. Way down it, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can't wait to get that guitar. Mm-hmm. It's four years now. Mm-hmm. Four years. Yeah. Well. Custom acoustics take time, folks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, okay. So, Layla, in addition to the trim, like you've you've really done some. Like, oh man, this, we're trying to catch up on two years worth of stuff here. I should have asked you <laughs> to come on, back on a lot sooner. Because <laughs> um, you you've done a ton of cool stuff. You like you got that tulip base thing you've been working on, uh, or maybe finished yeah. at this point. I don't know. I um, mean, it's basically finished, but I. I've just been working on like a batch of guitars right now. So I haven't like, I haven't fully set it up the last time I sort of set it up. I, I just like, I, I have like a buzz to chase on it and that's it. (laughs) It's it's, it's almost there. Wow. Yeah. Other than that, it's done, but I've just kind of put it aside so that I can just like, you know, make sure that I'm kind of caught up on my orders, but, um, so that, but that's yeah, I'm not really excited about that base. space. That's just one you're building. That's right. Yeah. It's, it was a prototype for me. Cause I, I just wanted to, you know, before kind of putting it out in the world, I, as somebody who's not a, not a musician myself, I, uh, I just wanted to build a prototype that I could sort of pass along to my community and people in my life who are musicians just to get feedback on, you know, the net contours, the balance, the, you know, the playability, all this kind of stuff so that, um, the sound of it, the, you know, all this stuff so that, um, if they sort of recommend any kind of changes or anything, I, I can kind of try to do that before I like put them out into the world for people. Awesome. Uh, what What is the scale length on the, the tulip? It's 30 inches. 30 inches. Oh, wow. So full. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's a, it's That's a short not, scale. Like 30 to 32 is considered full, isn't it? 34. Thir- 34 is considered oh, full. Yeah. So like my, my parts caster fan fret is 32 to 34. Right. Is the scale length. I should know that. Yeah. So yeah. Medium to full. 
I mean, whatever you, you should just know whatever, you know, but, <laughs> but that is, but yeah, it's the, that it's would not have gotten me very far in school. If I'd said that, <laughs> <laughs> you need to know this, Al. I just need to know what I need to know. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a, it's a really, it's a really tiny, uh, it's a really tiny base. Like it, it fits inside a, I, I, like so far I've been sort of like carting it around in like just a guitar case and it, it fits just fine. Like it's, it's a really, it's a really small, light little guy. I'm, I'm excited to see it on, uh, yeah. when it's all put together and stuff. I mean, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. And I've also like noticed you've done some, some stuff I haven't, or maybe I, you have done before, but I just haven't noticed it. But, uh, one of these, um, trim guitars you're building, uh, well, first off, I'm noticing, uh, you posted a picture a little while back, one with two pickups, which has me very, yeah. it's an unusual thing for you. And then you also have one in that same picture, or at least the same picture I'm looking at, uh, where it looks yeah. like you're, you've countersunk the pick guard. Yes, that's right. So on this batch of, uh, on this batch of instruments right now, um, I am building my first two pickup instrument and that's going to be the most decked out guitar I've ever built yeah, by far. Two pickups, <laughs> the trim. <What>? Yeah. <laughs> so that one I'm pretty, yeah, that one I'm pretty excited about. I'm in the batch. I'm also building a guitar with a humbucker. Um, my regular pickups, they sort of, they're made by Roadhouse and they, um, they are kind of a humbucker size, like in the neck position, but um, they are single coils and, but, uh, in this batch of guitars, one of them is going to have, uh, is, is going to have, uh, a humbucker. And then another guitar, you're right. It has an inlaid pick guard and that one is going to have, um, that one's actually going to have like a, a, a lap steel conversion. So, um, so that you can sort of raise up the bridge and replace the nut to a taller one so that it can, uh, so that it can convert to a, a lap steel. So oh, that one's going to be pretty decked that's out as well. Cool, yeah. <laughs> I see yeah. it now. <laughs> that looks wow. sweet. Yeah. So is that why you, why you did the, uh, the countersunk pick guard, like to kind of. No, no, he, the, no, the guy I'm building it for just kind of requested it, like thought that it might, he might just like the cleanliness of uh, an inlaid pick guard. And I was kind of like, I did. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if I'll like it too. So there's a part of me that's wondering if I'll like it enough to do it on more. And I, I just have to wait and see, but, um, but I'm like, I'm curious. I kind of, I, I liked the idea enough to sort of try it and I'm half expecting that I'll, yeah, that I'll just want to do that from now on, but I'm just not sure. <laughs> Well, that's, that's good. It's always great to create more work for yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in service to a cooler guitar, you know? <laughs> I can totally get behind that. Every, everything should be in service to making cooler guitars. That's that's just what should make the world turn. Agreed. I'm, I might be biased. Mm. <laughs> and and you're, you're discrediting yourself a little bit, because I remember a while back you challenged yourself to learn to play guitar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I did a, a she shreds, um, one riff a day. And I also took five lessons with, um, 
a, a sort of local friend here named Dylan. And, uh, but I, just never kept it up. <laughs> I just, I don't remember the, the 31 songs or riffs that I learned that month. And, you know, I probably, I think I retained the very first one that I learned and that's about it. But you can um, play more guitar than prior to that. Yep. That's true. <laughs> there you go. So that's true. And I will say, I actually really loved it. I really loved that challenge. It's actually, it's going on right now this month. Um, the one riff a day challenge. And, um, I, I really, I, I really enjoyed it. There was something really nice about the routine of learning a new riff. And also I just like had so many buds on the internet being like, how about this one? Or, you know, sending me suggestions. Cause it's hard to think of, <laughs> it's right. hard to think of just like 31 easy songs, you know, in a row, but, um, yeah, sending me suggestions and I don't know, it was just like a nice part of every evening for a month. I, I thought, I mean, as it happens with every sort of healthy routine, I thought like, I'm for sure going to keep this up and promptly didn't. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I, I, condition, yeah. I now go, sometimes I go like a month without actually like picking up a guitar to do anything other than, you know, play a pedal and then put it away. Like nothing, you know, sometimes I don't even well, pick up the guitar yeah. just to play it. Well, like I used to, Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get back into the habit now of like spending some time every evening playing my acoustic guitar because it's quiet enough that I can play it in the studio and doesn't, you know, shake the house off the foundations with my new Fender DeVille 410 amp that was, yeah, I had to have it. It was important <laughs> that I had it. I know you're in love with that amp because oh, like God, it's so loud. in the past two episodes, every time you say, you don't say the new amp. You you always say the full thing. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 like it's, but it's worth saying out loud what it is because I go, oh yeah, my new amp, and everybody's like, oh yeah, what'd you get? Or oh yeah, this it's yeah, a it's a, a foundation point. shaker. It the thing is stupid loud, like it's it's too loud for every setting outside of a large club or stadium. It's just too big, and I love it. I actually heard. I actually heard a really cool story um, the other the other day. I was talking to um, I was talking to somebody that I'm I'm going to build a guitar for in the future, and she she told me about um, she she told me that she read an article. She she sent me the article, but I haven't made my way through the whole thing. Um, but she found an article that talked about you sort of mentioned like setting aside the night you know, part of the night to play your acoustic guitar because yeah. it's quiet enough. She sent me this article that was talking about how in a certain era, now I don't have the article pulled up, so I'm not going to like pretend I remember the, what era this was. Well, we're going to hold you to it um, as quoting. So I will, I will <laughs> definitely forage you the article, <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, that the, uh, the, the guitar and in particular the acoustic guitar, cause the electric guitar didn't exist at this time. Um, was considered like a really feminized instrument and was considered like, cause they were small and they were quiet. Whereas like orchestral instruments that were just way louder and, you know, I don't know, just took up more space were considered like instruments for men. Mm -hmm. And so there was the, yeah. So there was like a period of time where the acoustic 
the acoustic guitar was considered and like the parlor guitar type mm-hmm. of thing was uh was considered like uh yeah it was like considered an instrument for women because you know it took up so much so so little physical space and like auditory space in comparison <laughs> to horns and Just things perfect. like that we don't want them dames to sound too loud yeah we can't have that exactly <laughs> oh man what a time uh, hey? you know i uh, it reminds me of like we were talking about these last week, but the the Gibson Goddess series. Yeah, I and, love and, them. And I they're actually cool look, and I I don't have anything against the just as instruments. Yeah, but I kind of still am annoyed by the marketing behind it. Like, yeah. well, these are for women. What do women want? Smaller <laughs> and quote unquote feminine colors. <laughs> so if you <laughs> and, if you take it, I know, and I know Gibson is not. Um, of uh, their values don't line up with being, um, you know, honestly or innocently developing that in a, in a positive light, your, your approach or not your approach, but your like interpretation of it is more likely the case. But yeah, if like <laughs> being like to a total chauvinist, like move is not, is probably the more likely, but also as a child, like someone younger, smaller, you know, I have a three quarter size acoustic behind you mm-hmm. for my son when he was young and he, I got him that guitar. And I th- that's kind of where I initially thought about it was like, as somebody that has, you know, smaller appendages and it's more difficult to reach. Oh, there's definitely uh, a place for, for, I thought of it like that, but then you said that I'm like, ah, damn it. You're right. Well, cause that that's was what ex- they said at the time. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah. It was oh, they wow. directly. They they were touting these instruments as made for women. Yeah, thus just, smaller, and with simpler controls and feminine "quote unquote" colors, uh, which is just a. I mean that's that's horrific. <laughs> it's just a little misguided. Makes me hate them a little. It's bit. like the, I don't know what are those guitars, those like Daisy guitars or whatever those. Like, oh, Daisy uh, Rock. Daisy yeah, Rock. yeah, uh, Daisy. That was that was like uh, they. I don't know how true or not true it is, but that, I, the company said they were women. They were owned by a, a woman and designed by a woman. For women. Oh, yeah. 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 I actually, you know, to be it's, honest, I don't know very much about, it's still you know. the same silly uh, mistakes, though, I thought. I mean, yeah. And what is a mistake? Like, you know, I like if there's people that like the instrument or if Gibson's able to produce a, a light, you know, a lightweight instrument for cheaper than a hand builder, which they definitely are, then, you know, do we... I don't know. Do we balk at the person who, you know, benefits from it? Like probably not, but do I I think that I had a, I had a professor in university once that sort of said, what did she say? She said, capitalism loves money more than it hates anyone. And I, I think sometimes like when I think of, you know, Gibson just, you know, making a, sort of this like femme series or whatever, this like goddess series or whatever, like it, yeah, it rubs me the wrong way. Cause it's just like, it is just about money for you, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think anybody was trying to be, uh, behind Daisy Rock or those, the Gibson goddess series. I don't think the goal was to be evil. I just think it, <laughs> no. it just came out a little tone deaf in my opinion. I, um, I agree. Now that, now that you said it, and it was like when we were talking about it last, I was like, oh, you're right. You're right. What a bunch of Because I, I love 
the Daisy Rock Daisy shaped guitars. The like, I still want one of those things, and then, and I'll probably <laughs> hate playing it because it's it's like a, it's I don't know what the scale is on those. It's like a twenty inch scale or something. Yeah, but you're like a really baboon too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a larger gentleman. Is, are they? Yeah, I had no idea the scale was so short. On some of them, like the the in, oh, okay. in particular, like the Daisy shaped guitars. The one oh, okay, okay, okay. They were definitely short scale, and I think the heart shaped basses were as well. Okay, okay. I'm not actually familiar with yeah, them. I'm, I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, I don't think- I, you know what? I'm I'm gonna have to look them up too because now I'm I'm curious to learn a little bit more about them. Yeah, I know they made regular. Like my my friend Andrew has. It's kind of a generic double cutaway. You know, shape um, from and it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire top of the guitar has got the like mother of toilet seat. <laughs> I um, love that stuff. <laughs> That's what I got on my telly right now. Yeah, I love it. it. Um, but it's it, and it's a regular scale <laughs> instrument with just a couple of humbuckers. It's you know other than okay. the, the flashy top. It's a pretty normal guitar. So they they did make normal stuff uh, as well. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm actually. I I need to learn more about this company as well because the the guitars that I'm thinking of are not even electric. So I think I'm, I'm referencing something totally different. Well, they did make acoustics. So, uh, Oh, they did. We okay. Might, we might be all talking about the same brand here. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think it's a mistake. I, I think, you know, trying to be diverse in what you're offering as, as a bigger brand makes total sense. You want to, you want to capture as many players as you can and, and get them buying something from you. Um, what doesn't make sense to me is uh, with with marketing. You know, let's just to stick on the Daisy Rock thing. I didn't understand that because by saying they were for women, um, it kind of was like just playing into some older gender marketing roles, and it, it implied like I don't know. Just it, <laughs> it just seemed weird to me. Like so if if a you know, should I not buy that as a, as a guy <laughs> or what, what does a guitar for women look like? Should it, should it not be? Cause women come in all shapes and sizes, just like guys People. come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. It's- Everybody's, you know, everyone comes in all shapes and sizes. So we should be looking at instruments kind of like that. I think, um, and I oh, man, I hope I'm not doing a bad job of explaining yeah, I, my thought here. I think this I can think either come off really right. I think what really you're trying bad. to say is that we shouldn't be so so, uh, like gender it typing. Be, I mean, we I should understand be, focusing on size. Like if you're yep, tall absolutely. and gangly, you might want something that's longer yeah. and a little bigger, feels more comfortable on you. If you're a really small person, you might want something short scale. I hope I'm making sense here. Yeah, I'm just going to shut up. That's probably the better plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't mind. Yeah. yeah, I think you're making sense. I just, I just can't speak to uh, the. Yeah, I just, I don't know if I'm talking about the same company <laughs> as enough. Daisy Rock, and I'm not sure, and I'm not sure about their like marketing. So yeah, yeah, I yeah just it's can't. been quite a while since can't. they even went out of business. So it, you know, it's at this point, does it even matter? Yeah, to me, it kind of matters. I feel like I, I do want to learn a bit more. Um, but yeah, I just like, I just don't know enough to like say anything about it right now. Fair enough. Well, let's get back to what we do know, <laughs> <laughs> which is your stuff. <laughs> um, what else have you been like? You because you uh, you've cooked up so many new th- exciting things. You've been a very very busy luthier. Like 
you know, I, I just want to, I want to hear about the journey. So like first two pickup tuna tone, first mm-hmm. base prototype is happening. Mm-hmm. What other firsts are yeah. going down or are there more firsts that we can talk about? Oh, I've got no plans after this. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm just going to do more of the same. Um, you know, yeah, I do. I'm going to build a few more bases um, after after this prototype. And um, I'm hopeful that my friend Jenny is going to um, make a, a demo video. She's like a really wonderful bass player. And um, I built my very first instrument, my very first bass for her. And so um, I'm just so curious to just so curious to um hear her opinion on this like you know this instrument which will be like my I don't know 20th or something like that to you know just as you were saying earlier about just hope hoping that every instrument you know it's better than the last so I'm um I'm looking forward to kind of sharing this instrument with her and just kind of hearing what she can you know what she makes of it um but and I think that's when I'll sort of like, I'll, that's when I'll really like share that base and its completion. Cause even, even if I share photos of it right now, it's like, I, I just don't have a sample of what it sounds like. Um, and then, yeah, I, this particular batch of instruments is probably the two pickup and the inlaid and the inlaid pick guard and, um, uh, lap steel conversion. Like those are, I think those are like the most tricked out kind of guitars I have (laughs) planned for the next little while. Um, but I also do want to start kind of making a bit of a signature model for, um, that's like designed, uh, kind of with and for, um, the, the friend that I mentioned earlier, Aaron Parker, who I sort of work out my, uh, two-dimensional kind of aesthetics of the guitars with um he's such an important collaborator you know in this process and I really just love his playing so we've kind of talked about doing uh like collaborating on sort of like a custom model um for him that could be just like his kind of main workhorse um guitar and that's I think that's the next thing um, I think that's the next thing in line. There's no, um, there's no sort of specific timeline around it, but that's like, I think that's where my design energy is going to go for the next, uh, you know, for the next little while. And I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's going to be really weird, um, kind of irreverent and I, I, yeah, I, I think it will still sort of like fit into all the other ones that, you know, all the, all the other designs so far. But, um, I also think it's going to be like the, I also think it's going to be a bit of a black sheep and I'm excited about that. <laughs> a bit of a black sheep's interesting. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's intriguing. <laughs> what does that mean in a tuna tone context? <laughs> so- it's like we've over the last couple of years, we've sort of like played around with body shapes and, um, and this kind of thing. I mean, it's been a while since I saw the last body shape. It's super, super different from, you know, any of the body shapes that I, that I've made so far. Um, and yeah, it's just like a little weirdo, but I think it's great. (laughs) 
I guess that's all I'm going to say. It's all I can really like describe in like in the moment, but when it gets built, I'll, I'll come back on and talk about it. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I'll, okay. So now I have a, now here, here's my next tuna tone black sheep idea. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I'm, exactly. I'm, the last time was the vibrato <laughs> <laughs> well that wasn't my idea i mean i i'm a huge vibrato <laughs> fan so I've, it was inevitable i'd ask about it but <laughs> um I'm, i am sitting here looking at a picture of the vibrato and i'm thinking about yep. the tulip base and i'm thinking yeah well four holes is less holes to drill than six so <laughs> could it work yeah, you know, I mean, you you bring up a really good you bring up a really good point. Well, first of all, I mean, there's absolutely no space at the back of that bridge for anything. <laughs> the tailpiece is right at the end of it, but um, <laughs> they made it so compact. So just but, a, just a little more back end on the on on the base. Then just I'll just kind of screw in a little piece of two by four. And yeah, that's what should be good. <laughs> Um, there's, uh, there's, I mean, I think you bring up a, a, you know, an interesting sort of point or question, a question that's come up quite a number of times since I released the vibrato, um, which is that, you know, can it, can it work on other guitars? And this system was sort of built and designed, um, so specifically to my, my six string like it's not even it wouldn't even work on the baritone as far as we know um it's so it was built so specifically to the teeny tuna that we actually don't know what the tolerances of it are for other kind of tensions like the way that ask if you're gonna maybe consider selling the bridge or the tailpiece sorry uh as a separate unit because i bet you there'd be people that would want it yeah, I've been approached by a number of people. <laughs> and, um, in a way, I I think, you know, I, I think it's so encouraging. Like, I, I, I think those inquiries are so encouraging. And right now, the only answer I can give is that, you know, right now, we just don't know. So um, I, I think in the future, at some point, we'll try to figure out, Max will try to figure out what the tolerances are and if it makes sense for it to be like a drop-in replacement um, that maybe repair people could do if they, you know, could confirm that the confirm the sort of like, like tension calculations of each instrument. But um, but yeah, for now, it's only available on my Teeny Tuna and if it's available more widely, I will definitely just like, you know, scream it from the rooftops. Like I'll let everybody know. <laughs> Excellent. I, I think, uh, I think it could work. Um, I think like all guitars, it's, it's about making sure the geometry is right. Um, yeah. but you know, I'm, you have a higher sitting, uh, bridge. Um, so you've got yeah, a neck so the- angle going on. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, it, you know, to put it in, in terms that most, I think, guitarists the, these days would be familiar with, that's not too far off from like a jazz master style setup, um, at least in yeah. terms of geometry. And uh, In terms of geometry. And then there's another sort of factor, which um, the way that Max has kind of described it to me is that like, it's almost like a, 
the vibrato is almost like a T like, cause it's a floating vibrato system. So it's, um, so it's almost like a, um, it's almost like a teeter totter where the tension of the instrument that, you know, which is like scale length, pitch and, uh, and string gauge, um, that the sort of the calculation of those three things, um, kind of has to be balanced by the spring in the vibrato. And so that's another factor. Um, yeah, that's is, another, which that is pretty plays in, but... to, um, anybody who's ever had to set up a, a strat bridge or a Floyd or something. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. But, yeah, uh, we'll see. I'm I'm leaving those calculations in Max's hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, for what it's worth, uh, I think it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so too. I I really I really think it would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> I've always I've always yeah. enjoyed like you know I, I'm a big fan of uh, Schroeder hardware, and uh, yeah. I, I love the fact that he you know he is also a custom guitar builder. Then the fact he was a custom guitar guitar builder first. Um, mm-hmm but designed his own hardware and uh, then offered it as aftermarket stuff. So you can see Schroeder guitar hardware on all sorts of guitars that don't say Schroeder on the headstock. And I, I could see this also uh, having a lot of appeal that way. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I think that just the response to uh, the response to the, um, the palm vibrato on my guitar is almost like a, it was just a very encouraging response. And so, um, it's almost like a proof of concept that people would, you know, people would like to try to play that way basically. And that's, that's really encouraging. I was immediately intrigued by it because I am not the most gifted guitar player. Uh, I know I've said that a lot before, but it's so a trem arm having to like, move my hand from a playing position to use the trem really limits Mm -hmm. the actual interaction I am able to successfully have with the trem Mm -hmm. on a guitar. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't actually end up using the trem as often as I maybe thought I would, or, you know, so like I bought a, a Gretsch with a Bigsby full hollow. I ended up selling it because I've got a couple of other hollow body guitars and I just, it was like, this is my, like a dream axe that I wanted. And I found that it kind of fell flat that I would actually, I actually preferred playing guitars that didn't have a trim or that the trim wasn't so important to me that I had to have it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like it's because it, I, my actual physical interaction with it was limited to my confidence to be able to reach for it and oh, still so play the guitar effectively. Mm-hmm. So did uh, you ever, I, I, I received feedback from people that were, that sort of said, oh, I've always unscrewed the arm and like, just kind of pressed on the, like pressed on the mechanism or the yeah. bridge to, you know, try to sort of change pitch. Like, do you find yourself doing that? No. Um, either. Yeah. Okay. Not really. Well, you, <laughs> he, you, if I may pipe in here, Casper's kind of, uh, discovered he hates strats. <laughs> I, I do. So uh, yeah. right, and I okay. and I, and I bought a strats that you used to have and have long sold now. Yeah, you haven't really had a trim system where you could do that because you take the arm yes. off the USB and it's impossible. Yeah, there's nothing to move. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess that's that is a good point, Al. That I I don't have, and you know it's like you playing something and then going and like reaching for the trim arm, the returning yeah. back to something effectively that it's just not a part of my repertoire thing that I do. So I think being able to 
really honestly just like rock your wrist or or the meat of your palm into the trim is like mm-hmm. oh my god what a what an eye opener when and i don't know that we actually really discussed what the idea was for the trim you said you were developing a trim and i don't even know if it was a palm trim at that time when you were on the show last i don't remember either i, I don't recall ever, it ever coming up to see, and when i, I saw the first so. initial pictures just, uh, of this i was like oh <gasps> Oh my God, that's a great idea. <laughs> like it was literally like big gasp, draw, jaw drop. I think this is a great innovation. And I, I went looking for that Ibanez uh, that you were talking about, Alan. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't find a picture of it, even on the Corn K, the oh, KR7 uh, also, or whatever it's called. It, uh, on my Google right now, I'll send you a picture of one. So I don't know that it's intended to be used like this though. No, um, for one thing, so it's it's a Floyd Bros type set. set. Oh, so never mind. Um, uh, and, and when you, you'll get, you'll see the picture in just a second here. Uh, well, Casper will, I'm sorry, Layla. Um, that's but, okay. But the, uh, the, the Ibanez U-bar trim system that they developed with corn, uh, the U-bar is backwards from what Layla's. Okay. That's what I was finding. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense um, to me. So that, which I, I actually think is a, Layla's is a much better design for, for, um, adding a little movement to yep. to the strings, because you can just press down. Whereas with the corn one, you still have to grab the bar with your pinky or something like that and then pull it. Yeah, because the bar is backwards. Mm. If you press down on this one, it's a Floyd. So with the bar, mm-hmm. it's going to go up in pitch, which yeah, yeah. usually isn't how most people want to bend. As the yeah. default. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen. So that's that's of, more like the sorry Layla uh, I've just seen the picture now but that's more ahead. like like you're actually just like pressing on the hardware to make it yeah do its so thing. I mean really what they what they did with that was like add hook a your bar hands where they didn't like, need to add a bar because yeah. you could already press down on the bridge and it would do that band or wrap your pinky around the end of the bridge and pull it um they just made it a little easier by adding the U trim on oh. there instead of a bar yeah. <laughs> not really. Totally different than what, yeah, yeah yeah I don't know sorry Layla we I don't I don't you again yeah I don't grasp the the usability of this seven string model from Ivan this doesn't make any sense to me whereas this my hand is gonna sit right on top of the tuna tone while I'm playing you know so like even the tiniest bits of of pressure or it becomes an uh, a voicing could yeah I mean you know, like you could be very very articulate with this with the, this tuna your tuna tone yeah trim this palm trim is just awesome I, I really like the possibilities in my mind going hey you know what you could be playing just softly a finger style type of thing really really softly and using just your arm pressure up against it to to uh create movement and 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 nuance totally. in the tone i just I, I think the the idea of not having to reach for a bar and really being able to press on it kind of with any part of your arm or your hand while you play opens up a whole it's like it's like the wah pedal is opens up a whole bunch of movement for you because you don't have to interact with it at the same time as playing with the things that you use to play you know what i mean yeah yeah so, i think i mean i think that's like the whole yeah i think that's like the the thing that we sort of like hoped for but then discovered is actually like what's happening like my friend Aaron when he played it for the first time was like 
whoa, I've never been able to finger pick and like, and use a tram or a vibrato at the same time before. And he didn't really even, he wasn't even really expecting or thinking about it until it actually happened. And then he was like, wow, this like changes all kinds of like expressive kind of possibilities. Um, And the one thing I also want to mention is like, we, we sort of, um, I, I asked Max, like I, I told Max that like, I wanted the vibrato to be actuated or possible to actuate, you know, without like tons and tons of pressure, like not without, you know, without not having to like reef on it, you know? Um, but in the first kind of prototype that I sort of got to hold in my hands, um, the feedback I received was that it was like a bit too sensitive. So we ended right. up actually kind of changing things a bit to make it slightly less sensitive. And the other thing that we did because just to, just to sort of allow somebody to rest their arm on the, on the palm piece without actuating the vibrato is that, um, is that, um, Max designed a lock. So there is like a, there's a really, really simple locking mechanism on the, oh, on the system awesome. where you just Love it. Yes. Yeah, so you turn it just like a quarter of a turn, either, you know, push it toward the bridge in order to, and tighten it down to lock it or to sort of quarter turn, pull it out toward the end of the body and lock it there. It, like, um, it sort of tighten the knob. And then in that position, the vibrato is like, like active, but there, it is an option and you can just do it on the fly. Like there's no tools. There's no, uh, like nothing. Allen key, um, circular Allen key kind of post at the back of the bridge. It's actually a thumb wheel. So it's not an Allen key. You can just do it with your, yeah. Cool. You can just do it with your fingers. Oh, awesome. That makes way yeah. more sense because, yeah, you're, as on stage, you're not going to whip out an Allen key. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly I, lo- I love the look on your face. You're like, I'm an idiot. Like, no, oh, you're just, just shaking well, your head like, that's I, silly. The picture I looked at first, I couldn't tell if it was an Allen key yep. hole or, um, and I, and I, from, from hearing the description of it, I, I got, for some reason, was thinking it was a turn of an Allen key or a yep. screwdriver. Yep. Um, and I was, I was already totally, thinking, like, it made more sense to be able to, like, yeah, it's it's kind of just it just steps up the onto the trem bar, right? So when you kind of lock it, so you can put your hand on it, you're just scooting it over top and and locking it down. In in a sense, that's right. Yeah, and then when you want to make that's the trem right. active, you just loosen it a quarter turn, slide it back, and and, that is, and lock it down again. Like I I do like the way you've you've designed it to be to have some resistance because I I I'm one of those players that doesn't like if I accidentally brush the bar or yeah. touch the the tram if it just immediately. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like Floyd's primarily, uh, because they're so it's hard to palm mute on them without yeah. Yeah. Um, pushing the bridge one way or the other and and changing your pitch. Uh, I don't like that. I like that's why I've always kind of taken to more old school ones, even not even strat trams, uh, because I like that resistance there. Unless it's a strat tram where it rests against the body, and it's just a down bend. Yeah. Um, Bigsby's have always been good for me that way because they have a fair amount of spring tension. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. and your, your descendant is, uh, from, um, your descendant vibrato is like that too, right? It's got some tension. It's like yeah. a jazz master. Yeah. If you bump the arm, it's not going to just yeah. like, it's, it's, it's got a little tension there, but it's, that's the, I think that's the ideal trim system is one like the descendant or like what you've described here, Layla is, is one where, it doesn't just immediately go out from, from resting on it or yeah. touching it, but it doesn't take the world of like, you don't have to have like 
Arnie guns on your shoulders to just like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to be a meathead to use it, you know, like you don't have to. (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I would love to be a meathead, but I just, yeah, you just, you don't have to be. Uh, I was going to say, I spent most of my life being a meathead. I was gonna say, not in that like, context. Wait, 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 wait. I was going to say, is it is it bad if you're not a meathead? Because I don't know if Al's going to make yeah. you know, use of this properly. <laughs> Just to be clear, listeners, I am not buff, but my brain is more meat than brain. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you got, well, you know, to, to thine own self be true. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Oh, Layla, I, I, I'm so grateful that we got to have you back. <laughs> uh, I know I, um, uh, I fanboyed pretty hard last time, and I, I, I had to control myself equally this time. I've, I've been such a, <laughs> a big admirer <laughs> um, for so long. Uh, I, I really appreciate that you, you came on the show, not once, but twice. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was like, yeah, it was a nice way to spend my evening and it's nice to chat with both of you. And I'm excited about your more guitar. I I really, I mean, and that it's just going to be a shock and a surprise as, you know. I know what it's (laughs) made of. Great. And that's it. I haven't seen pictures of anything. So it's not infuriating. Just think of it like this: like you didn't know what your kids were gonna come out looking like. (laughs) Actually, my oldest son, we thought he was like ultrasounds had told us he was a girl. Well, there you go. And I thought I thought the doctor was yanking my chain when he's like, "It's a boy," and I'm like, (laughs) "Yeah, right." I'm like, "Wait, what?" (laughs) It was pretty funny. You you didn't know what your kids were gonna turn out like, but you 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 were you love them. You love exactly what you got. It'll be the same thing. You don't quite know what you're getting with this guitar, but you trust Dan, and you know you're going to love it. Yeah, I suppose. Except, yeah, it, get ready a, to cry oh, for sure. No, it's, when, and I and I and I had said to him, I'm like, hey man, maybe maybe we do the reveal on the air, and he's like, that's nah, probably not a very good idea. Yeah, it's like a terrible. Idea. I, I'm like, I'm like, why is that? He's like, well, people that play my guitars often spend a fair amount of time in silence. Look yeah. and contemplating yeah. and just <laughs> and just just I'm, I'm telling you right now I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have a whole lot of time uh, to to go through the guitar and play it before we ever get on the air. We so. should you, you good should idea. Try and do this episode on day two of you hanging out with yeah. Dan and your new guitar, not like yeah, yeah. in the hour. I, I promise we won't we won't botch this up. <laughs> <laughs> One of us has cried enough on this show. We don't need to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was so it was so nice to chat with both of you. And yeah, I'm excited about your new build. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Layla, you are you are far too uh, gracious to us. Um, where do people best find you? Oh, you can find me uh, at tunatoneinstruments.com and you can find me on Instagram at tunatoneinst. Ah, there we go. Nice. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. <laughs> and, and listeners, please check out her social media. Please check out her website. Send her nice messages. Say you love the episode because you do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you all again next week. Thank you.